some glad morning when this life is over I'll fly away by the grace of God ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> turn in your Bibles the Holy Word of God to Matthew chapter 5 verse 1 as I continue in the third installment and I hope to finish if God would let me and if God would lead me unlike many of our professional preachers today I don't have any control over the messages every true preacher knows that God is in control and every true preacher knows that God will come upon you and take over the sermon that you have planned and so by the grace of God I want to attempt to preach in your hearing the third and final message in this series the reasons why we still love America but we don't like her as much as we used to part three and uh, the culprits are those who claim to be Christians and church members not the police officers not the lost parents not the government not the school board not the politicians nobody else can be blamed but the people who claim to be people of God the sweet evangelicals charismatics Baptists Bible church folk Methodists Presbyterians and on and on can't blame God no no you can't blame Jesus Christ you cannot blame the Holy Ghost of God you can't blame anybody else but us living today who claim to be Christians evangelical Christians and if you are not willing to deal with that church nothing will ever change things have got have gotten worse and they will get worse until we on an individual basis we do not have to have a meeting or a gathering it's good to do that but sometimes we get caught up in that 
the gathering part, and we we love the gathering part for wrong reasons more than uh, uh, what should be happening from the gathering. But revival, true God-sent revival, can happen without gathering. If each child of God would get their heart right with God. On the individual level, the family level, and then the church level, and then things can change otherwise. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. <clears throat> Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, <coughs> for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely, for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. One of the reasons why persecution and attacks don't bother me, for I have been on the receiving end of that for years now, is because the things that God led me to predict have come to pass on steroids and uh, when that when I'm attacked by 
people who are foolish acting in their behavior. I just say, look around you. Look at the mess where we all are in. Mostly I say that to myself. Look at the mess that you are in because of your sin in the church. And as I have said before, the church has more of the American spirit than uh, and have more concern about having the American gung-ho, we can do it, we can defeat God spirit uh, than they do the seeking of the Holy Spirit of God. The church has been baptized in Americanism, white and black, red and yellow, in the so-called American way. And where we are today is uh, we're caught up in the gung-ho foolishness of trying to have it our way when God is saying, no, it's going to be my way. We're caught up in the can-do spirit of Americanism. We're going to move forward anyhow. Some of you have been bamboozled and uh, deceived and you have run amok in the spirit of America, the American way. And some of you get very angry at me because I say things like that, but, but that's what the problem is. We as Christians, we come from another country. Uh, we're, we're citizens and we're supposed to be ambassadors of heaven. That's what God calls us and that's what God expects us to do. But for most of us we have been Americanized and we think that we are citizens only of America not of heaven and that America somehow is heaven and uh, it is not. Jesus Christ said, Ye are the salt of the earth. There's no other salt but us. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. But Jesus warned us, he said, But if the salt have lost his salva, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing. And may I say to you today, this prediction, this warning has come to pass in the modern day church. We have fallen away on purpose and intentionally in many cases. Some have been cooked like the proverbial uh, frog, boiled to death and have fallen away and don't even know it.
and we should be cast out and we have been cast out and trodden on the foot of the world in every community for the most part we do thank you rather Lord and we do thank the Lord for the 7,000 that are left behind the remnant who still have the Spirit of God and who are fired up and ready to go for the Lord the faithful few I assure you there are no such things as mega churches anymore the church need to stop needs to stop telling that lie Dr. Dwight McKissick told me personally one day he said preacher I have learned and someone else has told me and I believe it's true he said a pastor really can't pastor no more than about 300 350 people and that's going to be that's going to pretty much be it in the church the core of the church is going to be about 300 if uh, or, or, or less you know Dr. McKissick is a straight shooter he has a God is blessing with the, probably one of the most beautiful largest church buildings in America I think for sure the most beautiful situated beautifully in a major city area God has blessed him but he understands with that big beautiful building he understands the faithful few drive drive the church the 7,000 those who have not bowed the knee to the devil and to the totem pole of the homosexual uh, onslaught and movement and I know that there are people who don't like that but the truth is there's no such thing the day of the mega church is over every so-called mega church pastor knows that it is done and really never has been all pastors pastor about if they if they have a huge crowd uh, you got to you're going to have maybe 300 to 400 committed folk that you can depend on and sad to say only about 20 percent 15 10 to 20 percent will show up for Wednesday night prayer meeting even though all of them could your true members are going to be people who who actually witness for the Lord and who pray with the church and for the church I have told many pastors you need to go ahead and sell some buildings and many of them have done so and and show, you know the multi-site stuff you don't need you need one good site <laughs> and hope to God you can feel that you don't need all of that that's man's ideas and if it's viable let somebody pastor it instead, and, and, uh, instead of you. There are other people who can serve in that role. Shut it down. And on top of that, as I predicted,
probably 15, 16 years ago, I think it was. Um, I told you that the church in these last and evil days uh, will return back to the home as the church started because of the foolishness going on in the church. The whoring around, the whoremongering around, the homosexualizing children being uh, molested, women being raped, uh, side pieces swinging, and then the unnecessary pageantry in the church. Young men in mime outfits and white face, the devil is a lie, and white gloves. No wonder we have so many homosexuals in the church. Just destroying uh, manhood in our young men up there dancing, looking like clowns, and other such foolishness, unnecessary stuff going on. People get sick and tired of that. The simple church is what people want and what they need and what they're going back to. Get in there and pray, read the word of God, worship God, sing a hymn or two, and hear the preaching of the word, and go on. Jesus Christ said, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. We can't even find uh, the city on the hill through the church today anywhere. We have so many pastors who want to fit in with the government crowd, the political crowd, want to be uh, want to be want to fit in with the Hollywood crowd and the New York crowd and 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 other such foolishness and some know better. They know better because they came from God. They God is the one who took them to the dance. God is the one who gave them a platform and they need to go and they lost themselves and they need to go back to God. And remember God is the one who made you. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law and the Stanley and your ilk or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. Don't get it twisted. 
God's Word, Old Testament and New Testament stands. Don't try to do away with the Word of God so that you can do your evil, so that you can bring about homosexuality in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and all of you pastors who have uh, tried to do that and have done that. Uh, I'm telling you to your face, you're going to hell. You're going to bust hell wide open if it lasts one of you. You have never been born again. You are a Judas and you have been bought. <clears throat> For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. And so, Andy Stanley and your ilk, looks like you have been successful in tearing down the word of God in the minds of the American people. But not in the true church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We see you as heretics and we see you as false prophets and worse, false pastors because there are more of you than false prophets. According to recent polls, I don't know if I believe them all, but that's what they say. Many people, many so-called evangelicals, surprise, surprise, the sweet evangelicals, that includes everybody now. That includes Baptists, because you're uh, sucking off of the tit of the big evangelical whore. Well, we talk about the Catholic Church being a whore. Well, we have people who are in the sweet evangelical movement, uh, and, and that whole movement has become a whore, and many denominations suck the tit of that whore. Baptists, even independent Baptists, Southern Baptists, National Baptists, Bible churches, Methodists, that's why we have the foolishness going on in the Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church, and on and on. Leviticus chapter 2 verse 13, and every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. We have lost our Sabbath. Some have intentionally done this by the way, through their knowledge of the word. They have twisted the word like the Pharisees and Sadducees and have created their own traditions which have destroyed the lives of individuals, families, and churches <coughs> across this country. And most pastors are concerned about 
fitting in with the local politicians, trying to be somebody. They get their kicks and their thrills from being invited to certain special clubs in the community. And uh, instead of being a prophet for God and standing for God, they compromise and uh, they say the right things to fit in. They're more concerned about fitting in and getting their hands greased than the Word of God. We have lost our flavor. Job 6.6 6, Can that which is unsavory be eaten without salt? Can it? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? I'm just showing Andy Stanley and the rest of you of his ilk that the whole Word of God is tied together and it cannot be broken, Old Testament and New Testament. Mark 9, 49 and 50. For everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good. Salt is good. I like salt. But if the salt have lost his saltness, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourselves, and have peace one with another. By the way, you need to have salt to have peace. Some of you so-called sweet evangelical husbands, you've lost your salt in your home. You can't say anything in your own home. You need a little salt, maybe a little salty language to bring about order and then to bring about peace. Somebody needs to say something. Stop being afraid to tell the truth, for the truth is salty in your own family. And how can you run this, that, and the other, and you can't run your own family and keep peace in your own family and keep order? Colossians 4, 6, let your speech be always with grace. Always be gracious, but seasoned with salt. You need a little saltiness up in there. Huh? See, the salt represents tough love. The greatest thing that Dr. Dobson, and I'm, I, I have not been a great fan of Dr. Dobson down through the years, I love him as a brother, but the greatest thing he ever did was, was to introduce on a broad scale tough love. We must have tough love at times. There are people that you love and you have to be tough with them because you do love them. It's called being salty. That includes people in the family, people in the church, people in the world, people you're trying to help. Because salt, salt, when you put it in a wound, will it burn. It will burn. Hmm? At first. But after it finish uh, burning, some healing takes place. 
and we have lost our saltiness in the world. And so we are the problem. And if you don't accept that, then we're not getting anywhere, we're not going anywhere with God. Mm. See, if you don't agree with God, that's what confession of sin is. That's what repentance is. You are agreeing with God against yourself. Do you hear me? <laughs> oh yes, now you really born again then when you start doing that. And, you, and you, you're a more humble person. When, when God convicts you and, and, and you humble yourself, like I believe Creflo Dollar is doing today, which Andy Stanley ought to do if he's saved. Humble yourself down and you agree with God. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter what people think. Humble yourself down and agree with God that you're wrong. Amen. And that's the beauty of confession of sin. And that's the beauty of repentance. It's a beautiful thing. When you humble yourself down before God. And you agree with God against your evil. Lost people can't do that. Saved people can Religious people who are lost, they refuse to do it. But it's one of the most beautiful things in the world. It's like an adult daughter, an adult son, who may disagree with you about something, but they still show you the proper respect. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, they have a respectful attitude towards you. And while they're in your house, they submit to your leadership. They don't break bad because they know that you're not going to tolerate it. And, uh, and they'll tell you, uh, I'm sure you have someplace else to go. So you, you, the son or the daughter is smart and they humble down and show the proper respect. That's what God wants you to do. And do it on your own. That you may know how you ought to answer every man. We have lost our salt flavor and Sava in the world, in the church. And so, my beloved, we're the ones at fault. Stop complaining about the police officers. Stop complaining about the lying politicians. Stop complaining about, about the people raging who are lost and on their way to hell. Church, point that finger back at you pastor, especially you pastors, for you you have led the church in this country to where we are today. And you know it. And half of you were fake and phony uh, hiring preachers because soon as chastisement and 
rebuke came and trouble came and the plague pandemic came, you quit. You quit on God, which you never knew God. <clears throat> As many of you know, I predicted that we uh, would, uh, if over 50% of the preachers is what I said years ago, and this came after an Oprah episode of Greenleaf. I was doing commentary on it. I said it in that commentary. That's the first time I said it, I think. I might have said it in the pulpit before that. But it's written down. I mean, you can see it for yourself. One of the early episodes of Greenleaf. Probably the third year, second or third year. And I said if over... Because the pastor resigned, and he should have resigned, and I said that if we would see over 50% of the pastors to resign, we would have revival, or could have revival. We have not had revival yet, so evidently it might be 60%, 70% need to resign and quit. Maybe 80%. It may be an Abraham lot situation. I don't know. Maybe 90% need to quit and stop taking up space and taking money uh, and living high on the hog and sitting on a golf cart when they ought to be in their closet praying. Do you know, I know this for a fact, most pastors do not do the main thing they ought to be doing, and they know it. So aren't you worried about these preachers getting mad? I don't, I care less if they get mad at me, because I know I've been in their churches. They've told me they don't pray. They have been honest with me and told me, I, I, I was shocked the first time I heard it, but I kept on preaching in churches across the nation and around the globe, white and black and red and yellow. Pastors have told me, that they don't pray as they should. Some have told me in front of their wives, because they, they, she knows it. Now, if you have a pastor who's not praying, in the words of Leonard Ravenhill, he's playing and straying, and the people, if, if the pastor's not praying, you know the people are not praying. The pastor's wife is not praying. The pastor's children are not praying. And the uh, people in the pew are playing and straying. This all led up to all of the, the troubles that we're having today. Pardon me, Lord and people. Today is reported in the news. In the six o'clock news, by the way. That monkeypox is spreading across America. It's in almost 50 states already. Monkeypox. Mostly homosexual men. Have the monkeypox. And then Dr. Fauci is talking about. Well we don't want to stigmatize. They already stigmatized. What are you talking about? That's the issue. That's the problem. Okay? That is the truth. So don't be talking stupid like that. 
is a punishment of God upon the homosexuals. He is visiting them again. After this prophet and a few other prophets and pastors who have that prophet gift and evangelistic gift, evangelist gift, have been preaching this for years now. Now they were already under God's judgment through AIDS. Millions have died because of it. Oh, but they, oh, uh, they, they mounted up again and have been quite successful, sad to say, even bringing about uh, unsalty preachers to do their bidding and to try to get Bible-believing churches to accept homosexuals in the church as members, which has destroyed many churches, by the way. I said destroyed them. And well, God is the one who destroyed them for allowing this foolishness to happen. They've been paid, like Judas. They've been bought. I don't care if you like it or not, everybody knows it. That's why even to this day, silence from most pastors, silence. Silence in their community. When men dressed up like monstrous uh, looking uh, women in drag showing up at your library to read to your children. All this is by design to destroy the minds of your children. Let me tell you something. I said this last night. I'm going to say it again. I, I, I hope that you get it. And I don't care if you like it or not. These people today they all have been bought, these uh, people who don't care about your children. They can care less about your children. You want to blame the police officers in Uvalde? You can do that if you want to. But there's a psychology and a reason behind that. You need to blame the pastors in your community. You don't need to protest the police officers. You need to protest the preachers. Because they let this happen. All of this foolishness. All of this demonic craziness that's going on today. Pastors don't lead their churches in prayer. They don't even lead their own family in prayer. See? We, we are at fault in the church for all of this chaos. And all godly people know it. And so with pastors not praying over there playing golf and looking at sports and straying and leading the people of God to not pray, their own families not praying, and they all straying, got girlfriends on the side molesting underage girls and boys and raping girls and boys at the altar. That's what they've been spending their time doing. The devil is alive. I don't care if you like it. They, they, listen to me. Uh, nobody's going to kill me until God says so. Until God allows it. 
I, I receive threats and have uh, I, I, there's some folks who love to see me dead because I'm going against their hypocrisy and going against the grain and they can't stand being exposed they would love to see my wife and I break up yes there's some pastor pastors wives in various places who would love to see my wife and I break up because I'm preaching against their sins and preaching against their foolishness their Jezebel spirit in the church their pastors who would like to see me quieted but here's the deal my beloved we have pastors who are not doing what they're supposed to do you can blame other people if you want to but you need to point the finger at the pastor in the church first in the community we have lost our saltiness across the board in every city in every county red yellow black and white we're not what we should be we don't even uh, act like we should and we don't dress like we should and we don't pray like we should and I want to say to you parents again I've said it over the past I've said it for years we even ran an article a column for years we started it over 20 years ago bring the children home bring your children home the power center now sad to say is not the church building it's the house building. If you want to keep your children safe from demonic assassins like that boy in Uvalde, and it breaks my heart every time I think about it. No tragedy moves me like that one for some reason. I don't know. If you want to save your children from demonic Satan field assassins, Murderers. Did you see how he walked into the building? That boy was demon. That boy is demon. That boy. That boy is demon possessed. That boy was demon possessed. Demon controlled. Twirling the gun around like he didn't have a care to well. That boy was gone. But there's some other demons in the classroom across this country now. They all have been bought by the homosexual uh, community, teachers. And they are hell-bent on assassinating your children, on killing your children. How? Well, no, killing their minds. L let, me, let, me, let me help you. I will consider you a very ignorant and dumb person to put your child... Come on, back to school. I heard somebody say back to school. Back to school by foot. 
I, I'm, I, I would I, I would consider you a child abuser if you that's my opinion if you put your child back into the hellacious public school system so that you can have a vacation from your children and, and, and have eight to nine hours to work somewhere when your children should be your job. But see, you're caught up in the American way. You're caught up in Americanism and what we're used to. What we're used to, people, and the schools you grew up in and I grew up in, now we never thought about no gun-wielding devil coming into our school at Benson Memorial Elementary School in, uh, near Newburgh, North Carolina, man. We never thought about that. We never thought about somebody being killed on the school campus. Never. We had that. We never had that fear. That's a beautiful idea, but that is gone now. We don't have that anymore. Stop trying to hold on to stuff that is not there anymore. Now you might as well just sit back and relax. I'm gonna try to finish this tonight. Because this was supposed to be over on 4th of July, regarding as he's doing again tonight, is having me to deal with things. And I'm just going to deal with it as he sees fit. Do you hear me? We never thought about that. Just because we never thought about it, and you want so bad, see, we want to hold on to our traditions in America. But. I have news for you. Things have changed. Do you understand me? And when things change, you need to change. Wise people change. Smart people change. They move along with the program that's happening right now. Don't be all mad at the police officers. Pray for them. But psychologically, like I told you, I'm going to tell you what happened. Because the police officers, the sheriffs, and all of the people who are in law enforcement, which I believe is a calling by God, just like God calls a preacher. Because of all of the abuse, the abuse that they have received over the past what, five to ten years, everybody calling them everything but a child of God. I don't even call them cops. I don't know what cops I call them police officers. But they've been called pigs. They've been told to get wrapped in bacon and, and sizzle like a pig and all this kind of mess. People had serious conversations and actually uh, 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 had serious conversations about and actually reduced the budget of police officers. Police officers were told that we really don't need you. We need social workers. How is that working for you? I, I don't want a social worker to come... Uh, when I, I got somebody trying to kill me at my door, I need somebody who has some guns. You understand? <laughs> you understand me? 
uh, I don't need for you to talk. I need for you to shoot and know how to do it so you don't hit me. How's that working for you? Seattle is in the news today. You know what Seattle is doing? They're offering college education, calling, offering daycare, offering free school and uh, house, car, and everything else. You know why? To get police officers because they quit. And the psychology behind what you saw in Uvalde is even though they loved the children, yes, and they were concerned about the children, the situation is what it is, and even though your child, listen, let me, let, let me help you now. Let me help you. It, it's painful, but it's true. Your child may not come home to you, but I'm going home to my child. That's what has happened because of our foolishness as pastors and churches mounting up against the police officers, joining Black Lives Matters and other socialists and haters of God and haters of the family and haters of police officers. And marching with them, supporting them, and, so, and going against the police officers while they're risking their lives for everybody. Psychologically, as a group, individually, they made up their minds, this is not worth it, plus they're not getting paid enough. And you're gonna cut the budget? You people are stupid. I don't care who you are. See, that's stupid. And it did not work. Even Biden had more sense than that. No, we ain't doing that. We can't, I can't go with you on that now. They are ministers. Police officers are ministers. Are some of them bad and evil and wrong? Bad apples? Yes, like we have a bunch of bad apple pastors and preachers who are not worth a flip. So I want you to understand that. That's what happened there. And it would not have happened if the pastors of the churches in your community had surrounded the city in prayer and had a 24-hour-a-day prayer chain. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... They're not going to do it. I'm trying to encourage the pastors to do that in every city. You don't want this to happen in your city? You better pray without ceasing. Because part of your job, one of your main jobs, is to be a watchman on the wall. The policemen do their job, but you need to do your job. Uh, did you pray for the police? When was the last time you prayed for the police officers? Instead of being mad at them because they had to kill somebody who was cutting the food. See, like I told you, God didn't call me to be a police officer. Because number one, there's not going to be any running. I'm not running. You can run. I'm not running. The bullies going to run after you and, and, and shoot you in the butt. And then I, well, once I get there, we'll talk about things. <laughs> okay? No car chases, man. All that should be ended anyway. Let's get the head of Microsoft, the head of Tesla, the head of Facebook, and all, and all these technical geniuses, and create a situation in every car. Uh, who is that? Anybody in the car who has committed a crime and they're trying to get away? The wheels fall off flat, chains wrap around the driver, and he'll be sitting there when we get there. 
it, they can do it. They, they have the technology to do that now. Stop the car. Okay? Every car should have this in it. No more chases risking people's lives and risking the police officers' lives. No, we're not going to have that. The government needs to instruct instruct the people who want to be criminals. Do not make a move or you will be shot. Look at me real good. We, we, we need order. We don't need a, man, a police officer walking up to the car as a gentleman being blasted away by some demoniac. I don't know. Have, have, have a thing in the car that detects whether or not the person has a gun. We don't need to be checking for no gun. Have the technology to find out whether or not there's any drugs in the car. And we, don't need, we don't even need to take a dog. We should, we should be able to see what's in the car on a screen miles away. And then tell Elon Musk to stop the car. Have the wheels to fall off. Chains, cords, wrap the driver in the seat in case the gun is over with. And then the police officer, when he gets there, a half hour later, <laughs> whenever he wants to, okay, how are we doing today? That, I, mean, that, I mean, that's the kind of police officer. I would be, if, if, but God didn't call me to do that because there'd be a whole lot of people dead. Because as soon as you, what, power, what? Huh? We're not discussing anything. You're a criminal. I'm the law. I'm a minister of God. We're not, talk, we're not having a conversation. I'm ordering. I'm telling you, do something. I would advise you to do it. And that, that's see, the psychology of these preachers, of these police officers have changed. You need to be concerned about these pastors who are not praying for the police officers. Uvalde would have been different if preachers and, uh, had led their churches to pray. How many times have we heard the gun got jammed and would not shoot in situations like this in the past? You know why? Because God heard somebody's prayer at that moment. And that's why I preached a message last night titled, Was Anybody Praying Without Ceasing in Uvalde, in Highland Park, Chicago, or Buffalo? I, I, that's a rhetorical question, and I know the answer. No. And if the pastors don't pray, the people are not going to pray. And everybody's going to play and stray. Freddie goes to Leonard Ravenhill. My beloved Dr. Billy Graham said very clearly Christianity cannot expect the world to live the truths of the gospel or the Word of God until it has the life that the gospel provides in Christ. 
we Christians ought to be light and salt in the society in which we live. You don't need to ask, where is the God of Billy Graham? We need to ask, where are the Billy Grahams of God? <clears throat> he was a true prophet and evangelist who changed, by the grace of God, the world. The people he left behind, not so much. Now, beloved, the... BKC, the Bible Knowledge Commentary, says about this powerful passage, to demonstrate the impact these people would make on their world, Jesus used two common illustrations, salt and light, only as he can do. You know he's the son of God to come up with something like this. <laughs> this. This is so powerful and yet so simple. Only Jesus could say things like this. The son of God. Jesus' followers would be like salt in that they would create a thirst for greater information. When one sees a unique person who possesses superior qualities in specific areas, he desires to discover why that person is different. Have you ever had that experience? You want to get to know that person and uh, see what makes him tick. In most cases, you shouldn't try to do that because you have unique gifts and talents as well that God gave you. And just because they have a different gift and talent does not mean you can have it. Anyway, so don't yield to that temptation in most cases. And so many people have done so. So many thousands of people have fallen into that. That trap of following other people and thinking that you can be more like them and you get lost because you get drawn away from the gifts and talents that God gave you. Don't don't worry about being somebody else. Don't worry about what makes them tick. What makes you tick? Be yourself. Russell Simmons, before he got into trouble uh, with some bad situations, his genius came out when he wrote a book titled Do You. In other words, don't do Russell Simmons, do you. Because Russell Simmons did Russell Simmons, you need to do you. One of the greatest titles ever. Anyway, I do not want to digress into that. But take it for what it's worth. It is also possible that salt means these people serve as a preservative. Boom. There we go. Church. We're not preserving anything. 
Huh? We can't even preserve this, the little St. Elm school in the Vale, out in the country. Huh? The little school out in the country that looks so sweet and so wonderful, so serene. We have drag pastors have allowed drag queens to come into their local community and school board uh, to read books to our our little children, assassinating their minds, blowing up their minds. You talk about a, a machine gun. That's what they. That's what they're using. I don't care if you teachers like it. I don't care if the NEA likes it. I can care less. You're full of hell and the devil, and you pastors are right there with them. Some of you are on the school board allowing this damnable foolishness. Yes, we ought to be concerned about a devil coming in and shooting up a school. But you have a whole bunch of devils in the school already. Shooting up the school and shooting up their minds and destroying their minds. And this is why I have some people who don't like me and who would love to see me dead. Because I'm saying things like that and who are trying to block me on the internet. And not only people... Uh, outside of the family, I have some devils in the family who don't like it. <clears throat> because they're homosexuals. Lesbians. And they have a kinship. And they can't stand their family member saying these things to them. The devil is a lie. But I'm willing to lose... Uh, all of my family members, all of my so-called friends, all of my so-called churchmen and churchwomen, because I know that I'm right about it from the Word of God, and I know that what they're doing is wrong. If a pastor can sit by, why is there not a uh, why are pa- pastors not protesting drag queens, drag queens teaching children? And reading to children homosexual books in classrooms and in libraries in this country. Where are you, pastors? You want to be accepted, so you don't say anything. How is that working for you in your prayer closet if you even pray? What's God saying to you? Why won't you go out and protest? Why are you leaving lost? people who don't know how we got here and you know how we got here and they don't know how to deal with it and you know how to deal with it and you're leaving John and Daisy hard-working Americans trying to do the right thing according to the American way take their children to the school take their children to the library and and go to work so that they can provide for their family and so that they can pay their high mortgage and their high taxes. Lest they be out on the street. And they have no clue as to how this so-called homosexual onslaught 
has hit America like a tidal wave. They don't understand that this is all orchestrated. They don't understand that they have been paid by homosexual foundations. Funded by the likes of billionaires. They don't know that you have been paid off, you Judas, from hell. They know something is wrong because they can't look to you because you've lost your salva. Your salva, your flavor. Because your hands have been greased to shut up and let the devil run a rough shot and come and shoot the minds of little children and mess their minds up for life. To shoot the hearts of little children out by telling them behind John and Daisy's back, girl, you a boy. Boy, you a girl. Let's bind up your breasts. Let me give you some pills so you can start your sex change. When you go home tonight, you tell your father and mother your name is not Betty, your name is Butch. Where are you, pastors? You allow your feet ain't made and your heart pumps peanut butter. And on top of that, you could have prevented this. But you chose not to. You took the money and ran. Preservative. We're not preserving anything. We are supposed to be a preservative against the evils of society. Whichever view one takes, the important quality to note is that salt ought to maintain its basic character. Amen, lights. I'm giving the salt. Salt ought to preserve and it ought to maintain its basic character. Otherwise, it is useless. This right here is Jewish salt, kosher salt. My dad, Daniel White Jr., taught me the word kosher. He worked for some Jews in a mink factory. Oh, we played with mink like we played with toys up in New York. And when things were not right, my dad would say, that's not kosher. He got that from the New York Jews. This right here is kosher salt. David's kosher salt has the star of David on it. The versatile gourmet salt of choice for kosher cooking, holiday time or any time. We only use this for special occasions. Our triple birthday, that is my son Daniel Ezekiel was born exactly on my birthday. My 
uh, daughter Danielle born on my birthday and uh, and uh, my birthday we cook our fatted calf kosher salt now since as I told you I have some kind of a sore in my mouth that's why I have a little lisp if I put this on my sore it's going to burn and it's going to bring about some healing uh, but right now we're talking about how that salt preserves and it does and it should and it ought to maintain its character if it fails to be salty it has and of course we use it for Thanksgiving we use it for Easter we use it for all of our special meals including um, uh, Yom Kippur and all of that we celebrate all of it <coughs> it has lost its purpose for existence and should be discarded and thrown out in the street to be trodden under the foot of men and my beloved much of the church has been thrown out on the street because Jesus has vomited you up and you don't even know it what <laughs> you don't like that do you well that's what Jesus said that he wanted to spew you out of his mouth and he has done so some churches will never come back online because God Jesus Christ has vomited you up has spewed you out of his mouth you are so disgusting see salt that has lost its savour its flavour is similar to uh, the water that the lukewarm water that Jesus talked about it's, it's, it's similar we don't no no we want to listen I want listen to me we want the water to be cold or hot unless we unless we are dying of thirst but other than that my friends we want the water to be cold or hot every day for me I, got, I get I thank God I have a machine that produces hot water for my tea and cold water one or the other we have a we have a thing in the middle is lukewarm I don't I don't drink that huh talk to me I don't drink that I don't it, it, it's just lukewarm it's right smack in the middle it ought to say lukewarm it doesn't say that right smack in the middle of the hot and the cold I always go for the cold or the hot I never go for lukewarm and so the lukewarm experience is similar to the salt losing its salva experience and that lukewarmness is what Jesus has spewed out of his mouth <clears throat> people get shocked when I say some pastors ought to resign and some churches ought to uh, shut down not because not because I don't love the church. I love the true church. 
So you caught it with the fake Americanized church. <clears throat> okay. Just refresh it. A light is meant to shine and give direction. That is the purpose of it. Individuals, Jesus, described in verses 3 through 10, would obviously radiate and point others to the proper path. That's what we're here for. And if you're not doing that, you're not fulfilling your purpose. You're not a part of, of the light. of the world system to point people to Jesus to the true light of the world if you are not shining light you're failing and much of the demonic foolishness could have been prevented and I want to say to you directly and clearly that none of this foolishness is God's will It is the result of the people of God, failing God, getting caught up in nationalism and not caught up in their faith in Christ, caught up in becoming like the world, trying to fit in with the world. And what that means today, friends, if you want to fit in and not be canceled, that's another threat against me. There are people, even family members, trying to counsel, uh, counsel me. I didn't, I didn't say counsel me, I said counsel me. My persecutors are trying their best to counsel me. The world is trying to counsel me. And if you don't, if you want to fit in, you got to get along to, you got to go along to get along. In this world, it's never been this way before. Not like this. Uh, and what most pastors have done, most pastors have done, and most church folk have done, most parents have done, they would rather fit in and be with uh, the devilish people and be accepted than to stand against the evil. The problem with that, you've lost your savour, you've lost your flavour, you've lost your saltiness. And what happens is there's no preservation for anything worthwhile, for anybody worthwhile. Everything gets destroyed. The public school system has been destroyed because God's people lost their saltiness. And we have lost people trying to hold on to their public school system because to them there's great value in it. It gives them a nine-month vacation basically from their children. Gives them 
an 8 to 9 to 10 hour break from their children each day. It's sad to say it like that, but that's just the reality. So that the parents can go and do whatever they want to do, be it at one time it was mainly working, but now it's uh, uh, for many a little vacation from their children throughout the day so people can whore around and smoke pot and get drunk and party and all of that and, and, and all of that kind of thing. And the teachers know it. That's why some of the, and they're not getting paid enough, and so they don't care for your children. And so when the Homosexual Foundation donates a million dollars to the school and wants the teachers to get an extra $35,000, nobody knows about it. And they find out that the Homosexual Society is funding the schooling and the education in America, the whole shebang. They're going to do what the homosexuals tell them to do to get that money. And if that includes coaching your daughter to bind up her breasts and to start taking pills and turn into a boy, and they don't know any better, and the parents don't know, that's what they want to do. And that's what they're doing. Look at me real good. I don't care if you like it or not. That's what they're doing to your children. Not only are they coming, the devil, not only the devil coming in shooting children, uh, the devil is coming in through teachers, destroying the souls, the hearts, the minds, and the lives of your child. And guess what? It's coming right back around to the little church in the veil. Because you know what so-called Christian parents are dealing with today? They're dealing with their children going to school as Betty, coming back as Butch. She's got a short haircut, looking like a boy. Uh, Her breasts are tied up, bound up. And then saying to their Christian church-going parents, my pronouns are they and them. And if you were not good in English, you don't even know what they're talking about. A, pro, a pronoun, your name is Betty, no, my name is they and them. You call me by they and them. What? This is happening in the church. Dr. Michael Brown brought that out. Brought me to tears. Because I, you say, why, why would he bring you to tears? You've been warning people about this for the past 12 to 15 years. I know. But what's happening is what I knew was going to happen. So it brings me to tears for those families. Church-going families. We have children, young people in the church from the public school system have changed their name from Betty to Butch and Butch to Betty. And wanting their parents to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars for a transition. And if the parents don't do it, the teachers will. Because they've been Butch a long time, even though their original name is Betty. The devil is a lie. And where was the pastor, the local church, prophet? Huh? Where were the pastors when all of this took place? Where were the Christians? The people to blame are the people of the church. My people, and I love them all who are truly saved. I don't love the devils, and I don't love the false prophets and the false pastors. I have a hatred in my heart for them. Because they're damning souls to hell. And yet I still, by God's grace, love everybody. 
They ain't mad at anybody. And I have nothing to do with the message. This is God's message. Their influence would be evident. Like a city on a hill or a lamp on its stand. A concealed lamp placed under a bowl, a clay container for measuring grain would be useless. Light radiating people live so that others see their good deeds, their good works, and give praise, not to them, but to their Father in heaven. Verse 16 includes the first of 15 references by Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount to God as your or our or my Father in heaven. Your heavenly Father, your Father, one who stands in God's righteousness by faith in him has an intimate spiritual relationship to him, like that of a child to his loving Father. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why America has lost the natural affection of its people and the respect of nations around the world is because of God's people, so-called evangelical Christians, especially pastors, who have failed God, failed Jesus Christ, have failed the family, have failed the church, and has failed America and the world by committing gross sins against God. Almighty in the church and foolishly thinking that because God loves them they will get away with it. That's what you foolishly have thought. You have been deceived. You have been bamboozled. You have run amok church. including such sins as adultery, has been going on for years. Not only that, but divorce and remarriage. Uh, Dr. Prager, the great Jewish radio host, asked the question today, are we getting divorced and remarried too easily? And I know the answer to that, yes. See, you don't, and see, you didn't put it together, Pastor. You didn't understand it when you started marrying divorced and remarried people like it was going out of style. You thought that you were doing somebody a favor. You didn't understand the devil was setting the church up to not have a leg, a leg to stand on when homosexuals who wanted to get married, so-called, which Lot did not even perform any homosexual marriages. He had better sense than that. You, you couldn't stop that onslaught. So you let the homosexual mad people come into the church and become members of the church. And now you got drag queens in the church. Coming to church dressed in drag. To, to the church. Not only to the library. That was first. That's government control. 
not only into the school, government control. Now it's in the church. And your little children who saw them already at the library, who saw them already at the school, and now they're, 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 the drag queen monsters are taking your little children into the bar, into homosexual clubs, and dancing with them with fake breasts. That will never be taken out of your child's mind, just like it will never be taken out of the children's minds who saw and heard their friends get shot in Uvalde. They will never be the same from either one of those uh, murderous attacks. I don't care if you like it or not, it's the same. Almost the same at least. You're destroying the heart, mind, soul, and spirit of these children forever. Some will never recover from that. And see, uh, not only that, fornication, your children are committing fornication. Some are committing incest, shacking up, swinging, got swinging in the church. Ashley Madison in the church. Ashley Madison is a swinging uh, site. For people who want to have sex together with somebody else's wife, somebody else's husband, and hope that nobody finds out about it. Oh, but uh, you have already been exposed. Some pastors committed suicide because their names were on the Ashley Madison site. And even after that happened, even after they were exposed, other pastors went right on there and did the same thing. Homosexuality in the church, pastors, you have allowed it. You're the reason for it. You're the cause of it. Trying to fit in with society. Trying to fit in with the government. Trying to fit in with the homosexuals against God Almighty. You act like you don't understand that there's a certain point God has already shown you. There's a certain line to cross that indicates to God you have lost your righteous mind. This is, this is the line. Okay? And so that's why the plague has fallen down upon the church. That's why the chastisement and the rebuke has hit the church so hard. That's why millions of church members to the point of shutting down thousands of churches hit the church. Millions of church members dead because they were taking communion and you were giving communion. Unworthily. <clears throat> you never thought in a million years that that passage would come to pass in your life. But that's why so many of your church members, so many preachers are dead. Because of what you have done. You have betrayed God. You have betrayed Jesus Christ just like Judas did. 
And your 30 pieces of silver is already gone because you had to pay for it to survive in the plague that God sent. Allowing homosexuals to become active members of the church. Have you heard about uh, Hillsong lately? That's why she was destroyed. Because they, they let homosexuals become members of the church. Serve in the church. So-called married homosexuals. And, it, and after I rebuked them and told them not to do that and how that you need to, uh, I told Brian Houston and the leadership of uh, Hillsong, you need to let Lynch go now. I told them it may cost you around $600,000 if you let him go now. That's when it happened years ago. That's what I told him. I told him it'll cost you about $600,000, maybe a million, if you lose him. If you, let, if you fire him now. He waited, let Lynch give the homosexuals another position that was not prominent on the stage. And then he had to fire Lynch for his wickedness. And it all fell apart. And it even hit Brian Houston. Now he's not even in the ministry. Why? Because they did this foolishness. And it has happened across the board in every church who does this. God's going to shut you down. There's a line <clears throat> that he does not want you to cross. And this is one of them. This is the main one. When you start talking stupid and thinking stupidly and allowing a man to be with a man in his church, you've lost your righteous mind. And God's going to shut you down. Not me. God is. I'm just, I'm just his spokesperson. I'm just his messenger. I'm just I've been telling you this for years. I told Brian Houston this and his church leadership. They didn't believe it. I told, this is, this is in writing, it's still in writing today, thank God for the internet. At least five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years before the fall, they didn't listen. They're more caught up in gaining stars and gaining money, and look what has happened. Chris Pratt included. The, 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 the uh, Frank Sinatra singer <coughs> of our time. I forget his name. A young kid. Married to uh, uh, one of the Baldwin girls. He sung a song I heard one time. My family and I, we were in uh, Eaton, North Carolina. I walked into a Dollar General to get something. And I heard a song that I had never heard before because I don't listen to him. He, he sung a song so powerfully and so beautifully. I, 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 I heard it for the first time in a Dollar General. <clears throat> he said something along the lines... Uh, you need to love yourself. If you think you're all that, 
you need to love yourself. I think it was one of the greatest songs. Justin Bieber. Not only Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, I don't identify with the, with the, um, uh, with that church. Justin Bieber quit the pastor and quit the church. He denied his relationship with uh, Lentz and with Hillsong Church. They gained all of that and lost their soul. And, <clears throat> and probably will never recover. Because they did not obey the word of God. They didn't listen to the man of God. And I constantly, over and over again, after I did that, before I did that, I said different things they needed to do. Then that happened and I, I, I dealt with that. And then from that point on, I warned Brian Houston <coughs> and the church, pardon me, over and over again. And then things came out about him. I told him over and over again he needed to resign. And, and he never did until he had to. See, God is real whether you think so or not. And you people who are in these fake churches uh, with a whole bunch of smoke and mirrors and uh, lights, like you say, you're, you're in some kind of concert or whatever, whatever you're thinking about, whatever you people are doing, that's not real, true Christianity. It's a bunch of fluff. And you're going down the drain if you follow their example. When we won't let an adulterous heterosexual uh, couple become an active member of the church, but we will let homosexuals, so-called married to one another, come in the church. Because they believe that what they're doing is not even a sin. Heterosexuals don't, we don't even talk like stupid like that. Like what we're doing is not a sin. We know it's a sin. And many other sins have been committed by pastors and churches and have been allowed by pastors and churches who used to call themselves, who think of themselves as gatekeepers. But they can't even keep themselves in the gate. And have done other sins without repentance, without confession, without agreeing with God. And so, my beloved America, losing the natural affection of her own people. And losing the respect of nations around the world. Is a part of what I have been telling you over the past 12 years. Now you must remember around the 4th of July, an article came out that talked about how that only 38% of the people in America were proud to be an American. That's what we're bouncing from as well. God is lovingly, mercifully, graciously, and slow-rollingly 
destroying and dismantling America piece by piece. And this is part of her catastrophic fall. According to Gallup poll, the Gallup poll, the 38% of U.S. adults who say they are extremely proud to be American is the lowest in Gallup's trend, in Gallup's history, which began in 2001. Still together with the 27,000 who are very, or rather 27% who are very proud, 65% of U.S. adults express pride in the nation. Another 22% say they are moderately proud, while 9% are only a little, and 4% not at all proud. This record low level of extreme national pride comes at a challenging time in the U.S. as a plague pandemic weary public is struggling with the highest U.S. inflation rate in more than four decades. These data are from a June 1 through 20th poll that was conducted after mass shootings in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas claimed 31 lives, including 19 children. While the current 38% expressing extreme pride is the historical low by four percentage points, the combined 65% reading for those who are extremely or very proud was two points lower in 2020 than it is today. The current readings are well below the trend averages of 55% extremely proud and 80% extremely or very proud. And so that's some of what came out on the 4th of July. While we still love America, but we don't like her as much as we used to, and the reason for that is the failure of the church. And so what needs to happen is that we in the church need to confess our sins, agree with God that we're wrong, and have failed him, <coughs> and repent of our sins. If that does not happen, my dear friends, things will continue to unravel and get worse. For God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, or a church soweth, or a country soweth, that shall it also reap. And Dr. David Guzik summarizes Matthew chapter 5 verses 13 through 16 this way. He says a key thought in both the pictures of salt <coughs> and light is distinction. Salt is needed because the world is rotting and decaying and if our Christianity, our churchianity is also rotting and decaying, it won't be any good. 
Light is needed because the world is in darkness. And if our Christianity imitates the darkness, we have nothing to show the world. To be effective, we must seek and display the Christian distinctive, always. And we're not doing that today. I believe that Dr. David Guzik is dead and gone. We can, he goes on to say, we can never affect the world for Jesus by becoming like the world. The figures of salt and light also remind us that the life marked by the Beatitudes is not to be lived in isolation. We often assume that those inequalities can only be developed or displayed in isolation from the world. But Jesus wants us to live them out before the world. Jesus points to a breath in the impact of disciples that must have seemed almost ridiculous at the time. How could these humble Galileans salt the earth or light the world? But they did. Jesus never challenges us to become salt or light. He simply says that we are salt and light, and we are either fulfilling or failing that responsibility. How about it, dear friends? Will you as a child of God, as a pastor for God, as a church for God. Humble yourself and pray and seek God's face and turn from your wicked ways and get back to your first love, the Lord Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the one who told us that we ought to be salt. May I encourage you to do so. Humanly speaking, I doubt if you will do it, but all things are possible with God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for this series. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to uh, get to the end of it, even though I have so much more to say. And, uh, Lord, let your will be done if you want me to say even more at another time. And, uh, Holy Father God, I pray for your pastors and your people that we would all, as your people, get back to what you want us to do. To humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways, and to repent of our sins and get back to you our first love and be the salt 
and the light that we should be. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for your remnant church, your 7,000 church, your faithful few church folk. And help us all to continue to do what you've called us to do. And Lord, we pray that you will help us to witness to those who are lost in the church and outside of the church. Open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears, and save those who are lost. Open their blinded eyes and save them even tonight as they hear the gospel. Grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, and your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, to preach your holy gospel and help them to understand it and get saved tonight. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And we do thank you, Lord, for America and all that she has, uh, all of the good that she has uh, done and all of the blessings that we have received by being born here. And... uh, Lord, I pray that for her good we would confess our sins and repent. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Dear friend of mine, if you're with us tonight and you want to be saved, first accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. For the Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have broken God's commandments by lying, by stealing, by lusting, by coveting, what other people have, by dishonoring our parents, disobeying our parents, by dishonoring God, by taking his name in vain, by committing adultery, by committing fornication, having sex outside of marriage, and many other sins, by committing homosexuality. Whatever the sin is, The Bible says we are all sinners. And the Bible also says the wages of sin is death. That means that we die because of the crimes we commit against God and against heaven by breaking God's law. And God wants you to understand that your payment is death. And he wants you to understand that if he would allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, he will allow you to go to hell for your sins and to pay for your sins in hell forever in the torments and fires 
of hell. You must understand that death itself is a punishment. It's not uh, what some philosophers will tell you that it's a part of life. No, death is not a part of life in no way, shape, form, or fashion. Uh, it is the ending of life here on this earth. And the Bible tells us that it is appointed on the men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So you will be judged by God, but you will go to the holding cell of hell until that judgment, and you will be tormented in the flames of hell forever and ever and in the lake of fire. So hell is a real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. Hell is bad news. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. The same Jesus Christ uh, who uh, spoke those words that I preached from earlier said these words in Matthew chapter 9 verses, uh, rather Mark chapter 9 verses 43 through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. Hell is bad news. But I do have some good news for you if you have the blood running warm in your veins, and air in your lungs. And that is, Jesus Christ said the most loving, most magnificent, and most important words ever said in the history of the world when he said, For God so loved the world. That includes you. If you are in this world, be thankful. For God so loved the world that he gave up, that is, his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. He was speaking of himself. He spoke like this because he was so meek and so humble. For God so loved the world that he gave up his only begotten Son that whosoever, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in God's sight. Whosoever believeth the word believeth means to have faith in him, to trust in him, to depend upon him, 
to believe in him should not perish that means you will not perish in hell even though you deserve to and I deserve to but have everlasting life in heaven and I want to tell you something about God he loves you so much even though you have sinned against him he sent his only begotten son John the Baptist said uh, behold the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world by your believing in him your sins will be taken away and I want you to know that God wants you in heaven for the divine reset he wants you to go to heaven more than you want to go that's how loving <coughs> our God is in fact He's waiting on you. The reason why you're still living is not to party hard in the jam jam boogie boogie. He wants you to get saved. He's waiting on you. For he has made it very clear in his word that he's not willing that any should perish. He does not want anybody to perish, there's that word again, in hell. But to come to know Jesus Christ as Savior and to repent of their sins so tonight could be your night is up to you God is willing Jesus is available to save you right now tonight so do what Jesus Christ told you to do believe in him <coughs> pardon me <coughs> believe in him Trust in Him. Have faith in Him. Not in the church. Not in a preacher. Not in giving money to the church. Not in getting baptized. None of these things will save you. Not in getting confirmed. Not in getting Christian uh, as a baby. Don't depend upon church membership. Depend upon Christ and Christ alone. Like the thief on the cross, he believed in the dying Savior who died for him. And Jesus Christ said, after he asked the Lord to remember him when you enter into your kingdom, and Jesus dying for the sins of the world, including this thief, said today, Thou shalt be with me in paradise. If the thief on the cross could, could get saved, if the thief on the cross got saved, and he never got baptized, he never joined the first Baptist church, he never spoke in tongues, he never shouted around the church, he never gave a dime to the church, he never got baptized, he never became a member of the church, of a local church. But he was in paradise with Jesus instantaneously because he believed in Christ. Probably the first one to truly get saved. If the thief on the cross can get saved, you can get saved by simply believing 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus will say to you too that when you die, you will be with me in paradise. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. Receive him into your heart. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pray and ask him to save you. Follow me in what is called the sinner's prayer and mean it from your heart. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. And if God can save the thief on the cross and if God can save a wicked man like me, God can save you. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have sinned against you repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in him. Lord Jesus Christ, rather, I believe in you. And I believe in your gospel. that you suffered, you bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I receive you in my heart. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart. May I say congratulations for doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, believing in your heart that he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. To help you grow in the faith, uh, please read my free little book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Please go to gospellightsociety.com 
and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It is free of charge. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, dear friend, if you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Lord Jesus Christ and received him into your heart as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live, we will be back here tomorrow morning, and more than likely, I may not preach tomorrow night, uh, but then again I may, uh, to give our staff uh, a break. Uh, so I may not preach on Friday night, but I will be back if the Lord tarries is coming on Saturday night, and, uh, and if we live. Until next time, dear friends, pray without ceasing, and uh, don't forget to pray for us as well, and also uh, if God has blessed you in this time of great inflation and turmoil financially, God has blessed you beyond that, and you are a child of God, we are asking you to send as much as you can. Go to Facebook, and there are multiple ways that you can give and help sustain this ministry and we would appreciate your support very much at this time before we listen to the beautiful song I'll fly away let's pray please stand and pray and then we'll hear Let's fly away. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pull that out. And check it. Check the volume. Volume must go down. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God in heaven, I praise you and thank you so much for giving me the grace, the strength, the mind, uh, the power of your Holy Spirit to preach this series. And I pray that, Lord, much good would come from it. Let your will be done. Uh, at the same time, Lord, I know that much good has come from it because much good comes from obedience to doing your will. I marvel at that. How that a man crying in the wilderness will be heard if he is preaching your holy word like John the Baptist. 
I give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor for what you have done and for what you're doing. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. And Lord, help the church to become the salt and light again. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen.